Hello and welcome to Let's Talk Diz, a show that gives you everything you need to know to help make your Disney vacation as magical as it can be in just around 15 minutes. I'm your host, Jeff Coviello, and with me each week is Disney Master Sandy from Easy Diz by Instant Impressions Travel Services. Sandy, how are you this week? I am good, Jeff. How are things in your part of the world? They're not bad. They're not bad. But today, as we are entering into 2020, we've decided that you say goodbye and I say hello, hello, hello. As we've mentioned many, many times, all sorts of Disney properties are never finished. And so today we wanted to take some time to talk about some things that are, are leaving us, some goodbyes that we have uh, in Walt Disney World, and then some hellos that are entering into our magical universe in the coming year. So let's just run down a list real fast, and then I'm going to kind of throw it to you, and you can spend some time talking about it. We're saying goodbye this year to Illuminations, Leave a Legacy, Innoventions, The Fountain of Nations, Mariachi Cobra, The Story of Coco, The Great Movie Ride, March of the First Order. Tremendous amount of things that some families have grown accustomed to in, when visiting uh, Walt Disney World that are going away. So talk to us a little bit about, uh, I guess we'll start with Illuminations as we say goodbye to it. 2019 was tough saying goodbye to Illuminations. I think it was tough on cast. It was tough on longtime guests. It was tough on previous casts. It's one of the few attractions that they actually, I know this will be shocking to people, built a whole merchandise around Goodbye Illuminations. Um, that I, is shocking. I can't imagine <laughs> what they would do such a thing. <laughs> Um, I was super sad. I will say I planned an additional night in Disney. I bought myself a plane ticket, flew down for closing night of Illuminations. It was jam-packed. I think it was more crowded than on Christmas. There were people starting at 4 o'clock in the afternoon lined up around the lagoon to get their perfect spot. Um, I made some great friends while waiting to see the show, I will admit. I was not a 4 p.m. person. I was more like a 7.30. But it was a show, as the music says, through the laughter and the tears, a lot of us there were crying. It was a show that I didn't want to say goodbye to. It is my personal favorite in Disney. If I only get to do one evening show every trip, it's Illuminations. I would say I'm probably... I don't know, 100 or 150 times I've seen it, and I still am not thrilled that it is gone. It is super sad for me to be in Epcot in the evening now. And I think a lot of people share that sentiment. You know, it's the type of thing where it's, it ran what seems like forever. And, it, and I don't say that in a bad way. It just seems like it was always there. It's difficult to separate the identity of Epcot or Epcot Center from Illuminations. It is true. It's, you know, something that... As I said, I don't think you can ever get enough of, and we've got it on our YouTube channel, so I will fess up to being that person that still watches it on occasion. But 20 years is a good run for the show, and I'm optimistic that they know how incredibly disappointed fans were that it's gone, and that they're going to make good and give us something new that we can talk about in a minute in 2020. Well, if we hold on long enough, it'll make its way into the Imagineering series on Disney Plus for season two, <laughs> how, how they put Illuminations together. Uh, we talked about the identity, Leave a Legacy, leaving us. Uh, any quick thoughts on Leave a Legacy where people can, can maybe even find if they do have their picture somewhere? What are, what are they planning to do with that? Word is, we will see it again. Um, again, I have... My little tile there, our etching is there, 
But just like the bricks over by the Magic Kingdom, they when you bought one, they were not guaranteed for life. So they don't have to come back. But word we're hearing is we will see them back within the year in a different location. Okay, so somewhere else, not not at the main entrance. Somewhere else. Uh, one of the things that I grew up with, Innoventions, talk to us a little bit about that. <laughs> You know, I think it's hard. We're in an age of technology and attractions don't pop up overnight. I did Dining with an Imagineer last week and he was talking about this super fast attraction, not open yet. And I said, super fast? It's 19 months. And he said to me, that's super fast for us. And all of you with your iPhones and your computers, you know 19 months in technology is huge. So to know that the technology is going to stick and to put out that thing in interventions i think it was just hard to keep it being innovative and timely one of the things i don't know we talk long lengthy about it but fountain of nations i always thought that the history behind that with the water from all different parts of the world i thought that was kind of cool uh but we are saying goodbye to that we are um the plans for changes in epcot are vast our blog has a Note about all the things they talked about in D23. I think we're going to see a new and incredible Epcot. But if you're like me, change is always hard. And that fountain is really a staple for us. So I'm hoping that the new water feature that's going to be Moana-themed will do it some justice. Mariachi Cobra, the story of Coco. Who didn't love Coco? I mean, I guess a few more tears than I want to shed. But a little bit of reality in life. And it's important to know that the Mariachi Cobra is still there, that incredible band in Mexico. But several shows a day, they brought out a Coco marionette and changed their performance to be Coco themed. So the Coco part is gone, but we maintain the Mariachis. Heading over to Hollywood Studios, the great movie ride. Well, I can say that I personally have friends that started their career at Disney as cast members on The Great Movie Ride, and that closing day was sure sad. Um, It's been through a lot. It's another one where it always made me feel old as I went through with my family (laughs) because I had great attachment and great memories to just about every scene in there. My daughter would say to me, what was that? So, you know, everything has its time and there's exciting things to come in that location. Yeah, definitely. And and finally, the March of the First Order. So, no surprise, <clears throat> Galaxy's Edge, Journey to Batu is open now. So the First Order does not need to march through the middle of the park and end up in front of the Chinese theater. Puts them a little bit out of scene. So we're seeing a lot of things with all of our Star Wars friends over in Galaxy's Edge. But that official march is now gone. All right. So you say goodbye and I say hello. Here's a sad one. We are saying hello to dining credits for kids. So those people who knew exactly how the system worked and kind of wanted to eke every penny out of it, if you were on a dining plan, the fast food credits or quick service, depending how you talk about it, was not broken down by kids versus adults. That means if you had an eight-year-old who paid for a kid's meal, but they were a big eater, when you went to a fast food location, you could actually order them an adult meal. Unless Jiminy Cricket was there telling you to let your conscience be your guide that you paid for the kids' meal. And Disney has now officially separated them. So kids need to eat kids' meals, quick service, and sit down now. 
very sad, especially as my kids approach that age. It's very, very sad to me. Uh, a couple things to say hello to that we should be happy about. Uh, over in Hollywood Studios, Rise of the Resistance. Jeff, there are so many things to be happy about in 2020. Disney has so much coming for us, which is why I keep going back. Rise of the Resistance, the most immersive interactive ride they have ever put together. It uses so many ride systems and it truly transports you. Every Star Wars fan, every ride attraction fan won't want to miss this one. So you had you and I had spoken, and I think you had seen this recently, uh, an, a new edition, Beauty and the Beast Sing-Along. Beauty and the Beast Sing-Along is over in France in Epcot, where Impressions de France Theater. So quick note for those of you that are headed to Beauty and the Beast. Beauty and the Beast will play from 11 a.m. to 7.30 p.m., but Impressions de France will still play in that same theater from 7.30 p.m. until 9. So don't count on sneaking in with your little one. Right before fireworks, you won't get to see Beauty and the Beast. Really new, unique kind of experience for Disney. Very different for those of you that love the Frozen sing-along. This is not a live theater. This is a movie theater with a variation on the Beauty and the Beast storytelling in a movie setting. And every two to three minutes, it becomes a sing-along with the words coming on screen. Those of you with young girls, they're going to love it. I would say ideal audience, probably two and a half to eight years old. And this is just one of the many things that we're, we're going to talk about today and continuing to talk about in the, the really this, this complete transformation of Epcot. Uh, the next thing is also in Epcot, it's, it's Space 220. We are excited for that. Um, I don't know why Epcot's getting another restaurant when it has more restaurants than any other park, but I guess I'll answer my own question. They're all full all the time. <laughs> so we've got another choice. Even with all the great kiosks that we love at all the festivals, there is always a need for more dining in Epcot. It's done with Pantina Group, another one of the awesome partners of Disney. And it promises to be one of the most immersive dinings we've seen in a long time. And I believe I saw it's, it's set to open at the end of March, correct? You know, from your lips to the My Disney Experience <laughs> app, Jeff. <laughs> Everything is always uh, to be determined, you know, when you're dealing with such incredible intellectual property. Subject to change is definitely a favorite phrase in our office. Uh, another dining option, uh, Roundup Rodeo Barbecue. Say that three times fast. I don't want to, but I'd like to eat there three times this week. <laughs> I, I agree with that. <laughs> uh, though I can't because it's not open yet and we don't have an exact date, but it's coming in 2020. It's coming to Toy Story Land over in Hollywood Studios. Hollywood Studios, kind of opposite Epcot, pretty light on sit-down dining options and always super crowded. So I think the Roundup is going to give us a new option with some great Toy Story theming to it. So going back to Epcot, uh, one of these these things that I'm definitely excited about. It's it's taking uh, an attraction that's been created, you know, in a different continent. Remy's Ratatouille Adventure. Talk to us a little bit about that. Well, as you said, we've had Remy's Adventure in other parks around the world, but we're bringing it to Epcot. And I'm fortunate, although I am based in New Jersey, I am in Orlando typically every four to eight weeks. And I have to say, you can see so much progress from this. 
Um, if you're a fan of the Skyliner, hop on it at the International Gateway, ride it over to Riviera, and you get an awesome view of the outside, but the progress of the building of Remy's Ratatouille Adventure, that's going to be entering right near Beauty and the Beast sing-along back in France, and we're going to see that later this year. So the France Pavilion, hopefully this that, summer. Yeah, the France Pavilion definitely some some fun and interesting changes on the horizon. Cirque du Soleil bringing a, a different show to the Disney Springs area. This one actually using Disney intellectual property, drawn to life. Talk to us a little bit about that. I'm excited to see it. That's premiering. Um, they're doing actually some preview shows mid March of 2020, and it's really a cross between Cirque and Disney. I'll be honest, I've seen the Cirque du Soleil no- Lanuba that was there for a long, long time. I had the chance to see it on three different occasions. And if you're a big Broadway and storyline person, it takes a lot to get into that Cirque story and understand where it's coming from. Um, but the performers are incredible. And Cirque delivers incredible shows everywhere in the world. But now to infuse that unique style, that acrobatic ability into Disney and Mickey, I think this is going to be a real crowd pleaser. I do too. And it's interesting that Disney's turned over a lot of their intellectual property, not their rights, but just to allow Cirque to take it and kind of put a spin on it. I think that's going to be an interesting marriage that I'm kind of surprised didn't happen sooner with the property at Disney Springs. It, it should be neat, and it'll bring some life back to that end of Disney Springs. They just added the NBA experience this year, which is right across from the very vacant Cirque building right now. But I think, you know, we're going to find in a short while that's really going to be a hopping part of Springs. Now, something I know little to nothing about, Harmonious. Harmonious is my hope for 2020. As I said earlier in the show, I am definitely... In general, somebody who doesn't do well with change, but taking illuminations for me was tough. There is a temporary show there, um, ironically named Epcot Forever, which is a limited engagement for six to eight months. Somebody forgot what forever meant. Um, But we're going to get Harmonious, which is supposed to be, from all the previews I've seen, absolutely the best we could ever want in a nighttime show. Obviously, things evolve, and while I loved Illuminations, the technology available to them 20 years ago, so, so different today. Um, They are busy working on Harmonious. The barges are coming in. It, again, will be that kind of barge-based show with the barges in the lagoon, lots of LED, and we're going to see some really unique things and keep an eye out on our blog. They're definitely giving us some sneak peeks and we'll be there opening night to cover it for you. So wrapping it up, a couple things that we can be happy or sad about. First thing, boarding groups. So we've talked about that with Rise of the Resistance. I'm not sure whether I love them or hate them. I love that it's a unique opportunity to get that extra fast pass that right now is only being used in Rise of the Resistance. I think it's also a test for the success of it to determine whether they use it on other rides. I love that extra fast pass option. I hate that the boarding groups are gone in 7 to 15 minutes right now, and it's been that way for almost eight weeks. So that's a tough sell for me. 
And last but not least on our list that we have here is the resort busing change with the the rise of the gondolas. So our gondola system, which has kind of like the same way we have the transportation ticket center, their main station is over at Caribbean Beach. From Caribbean Beach, you can take a gondola over to Hollywood Studios, take a gondola through the Riviera Resort and over to Epcot, and you can also get in a gondola from Caribbean Beach over to Pop Century and Art of Animation. Really unique that a value resort has that kind of awesome transportation. But here's the negative, and it's a two-parter for me. We were just talking about boarding groups and getting to Hollywood Studios super early. The gondolas are not running that early in the morning. So we've got people headed to the back of the resort to grab the gondola to only learn they need to run to the front to get on a bus super early. And once the gondolas start running, they are taking the frequency of the buses down to those two resorts. So if you're not a fan of the gondolas, consider that those resorts may not be for you because the lesser busing could really leave you waiting for 45 minutes to an hour on a bus. So with change comes things we need to adapt to. (laughs) And that's just kind of the way that it goes. Long list. And obviously, as the year goes on in 2020, we will break down in tremendous detail the things that we have to look forward to that we're saying hello to. Sandy, thanks for taking the time to do a, a quick rundown of things we're saying goodbye to. And more importantly, the things we get to say hello to this year. I am thrilled to share them all with you, Jeff. And I know we've got some awesome hellos coming very late 2020, possibly 2021. And I know we'll be back to talk about all of those. So as Walt Disney said, we keep moving forward, opening new doors and doing new things because we're curious and curiosity keeps leading us down new paths and times and conditions change so rapidly. We must keep our aim constantly focused on the future. And that's going to do it this week for Let's Talk Diz. Be sure to reach out to those folks at Easy Diz by Instant Impressions Travel Services for any Disney destination planning. Make it a great week. And as always, keep making memories.